my my daughter her first burners and i'm going to do it right i'm not going to give it out of the can or out of the bottle mm-hmm. i'm going to pour it into a glass with some mm-hmm. ice mm-hmm. so that way when she takes a sip it's going to hurt it's going to mm-hmm. it's going to hit her in the sinuses all the fizz right. is going straight to the brain right through the nasal passage right up there and she, and when she takes a sip it's going to burn all the way down and she's going to and she might cry and i'll say yes you you are now part of the family Hello, and thank you very much for downloading this most recent episode of Movie Guys Podcast. You can download many more episodes at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. People are calling this a Star Wars ripoff. People are calling this a Star Trek ripoff. I mean, we're at this day and age where if a movie comes out that's kind of like Star Trek or Star Wars, they're going to call it a ripoff, right? I don't see this movie as a ripoff. I'm really interested to talk about Rebel Moon. Eric, how the hell are you doing? Ripoff is a hard word. Heavily inspired. How about that? I mean, sure. So I mean, Star Wars stole stuff, right? Well, I had said that this movie was Zack Snyder's attempt at taking the politics of Dune and the action of Star Wars and putting that all into slow motion and Mm -hmm. seeing what comes up. No, um, so I'm, I mean, I mean, gloves are on right now. Um, you said to me off air before watching the movie, uh, Jordan, the movie will only be 45 minutes long if they cut the slow motion. Jordan, this is so, Rebel Moon Part One: A Child of Fire. I, right. It's supposed to be three parts. I have a feeling that this movie is actually supposed to be just one movie, but the Snyder effect puts so much damn slow motion in this that it's now stretched into a day-long project, a movie of part one, two, and three. I actually kind of disagree with you on this one. Uh, the most movie that has the most slow-mo would be 300, right? I mean, like, this movie wasn't that much. I did not groan at all during the slow-mo scenes. There was only a few. It's... The story they were did not ridiculous. bother me. It was the slow-mo and the, the fight, because it was every fight scene, Jordan. I, every fight scene, and not even that, there were parts when, because there was le- excessive lens flare with it too, yeah. but there were parts where it would be slow-mo, and then during the slow-mo, it would get slower. Yeah, there were there were some parts, like when she was when she was telling her backstory, right, our main character. Yeah. And she was, you know, going her backstory, and she was talking about the battles and stuff that she's had. Yes, there was some slow-mo stuff, but it didn't kill it for me. It didn't kill it for me. I had no idea this movie existed until three weeks ago. It was getting a lot of buzz. It was Netflix, their top viewed when it came out. So I did not think the slow-mo was that bad, though. I mean, like, I was more irritated in 300 than what I was in in this movie. Um, I actually kind of want to backtrack, though, and and tell you that I was saying off air to you, too, that that Zack Snyder makes crap because of the, the recent events. I completely forgot he made one of my top 100 films of Watchmen. I mean, that's a really, really good movie. Oh, you mean when the entire opening card was all slow-mo? Yeah, but it was a good movie. <laughs> Tell me that Watchmen's not a great movie. I, I enjoyed Watchmen, but it really is. I, I hate to say anyone uh, who any, takes offense to this, it's one of those movies that I'm not going to watch again. I enjoyed oh, really? it. Okay. I enjoyed it for the first time that I watched it. If it's on again, you know, keep it on. I, listen, I love me some Patrick Wilson. I think everyone knows that. But sometimes Zack Snyder movies just drag. They just they just drag because he wants to put everything in there 
and I I get it. Like that's his what his vision is. He really wants to do it. Uh, Legend of the Guardians, the Owls of Gahul. Like mm-hmm. sometimes it just drags, man. And this movie, to me, Rebel Moon was one of those movies where it's just like I'm waiting for. I already know what's going to happen, Zach. And you're giving me another half an hour until we get there. But we already know what's going to happen, so like, hurry up, man. Let's. Can we get to, to some more some more meat here? Like you're you're just giving me appetizers. I don't think he's a very good storyteller. Um, I, I also think that he gets the golden microphone, doesn't he? The golden headphones. Because we did Batman versus Superman Snyderverse. We Army did of Army of the Dead, and now this one. Um, okay, so so let's go into this. Okay, so you uh, one more thing about uh, off air talk. You said Jordan, I had to watch subtitles. I didn't understand the beginning. So knowing that, I turned subtitles on. And we sat down. It's on Netflix, everybody. And I said, okay, sweetheart, to my wife, we're going to watch this Rebel Moon movie. Uh, we're going to Blade Runner this. She goes, oh, so it's going to be like four days. Maybe. Eric said it's a chore. We'll see what happens. So we turned it on on a Sunday, uh, Saturday or Sunday, and we watched 40 minutes of it, uh, the first part, uh-huh. if you will. And I turned the subtitles on. We had to go back because I was like, eh, screw Eric. He's just getting old. He's uh, two years older than me. You know, he's going deaf. I was like, know? oh, my. I can't hear this. Eric is right. So we went back to the very beginning again of the slow-mo of the uh, of the theft from Star Wars New Hope, right? The slow-mo. Of the yeah, yeah, the show. Right? And I had to slow-mo it. So I'm going to murder this. Uh, <laughs> but a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, there was this kingdom, this motherland world. Mother world, yes. Uh, mother world. And they had a king and queen, and they went to different planets and conquered different planets, a la England, blah, blah, blah. And eventually, their own cabinet uh, people assassinated them, hmm. and now the empire has taken over. Mm-hmm. So now they're going to all these other planets that they haven't taken over and just murdering people because they can. I mean, this is that that's what the opening was saying, right? Essentially. Yeah, and their Darth Vader is a guy named Atticus Noble. Yeah. So do you know who this is? We reviewed him like when we first started movie a podcast. Oh yeah, he, he's he's been around. He's uh, Ed Ed uh, Ajax. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's a, he's a and screen or whatever his, his name is. Uh, he there are certain people who just have the villainous look about him. He's one yeah, of those. Him. Yeah, no, he's them. Definitely. Him. Um, there's a Darth Vader moment that I was disappointed on, but that's the nutshell in the story. And then all of a sudden we get thrown into this farm plant, not a farm plant. That's the different thing about about this movie than Star Wars, right? Because Star Wars, the planets made sense. All the planets had a theme, right? This planet is a forest planet. This planet is a mining planet. This planet is a big giant city, right? Every planet had a thing. This one, I don't know if they went to different planets all the time or not, but they're on one little section of a planet and they're 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 like corn farmers. It's a moon children. Oh, it's a moon. What's it, Jupiter's moon? Because what, when she what looked out the distance. What kind of moon dis- is it? It's the farthest moon of Endor. No, say it. Say it. Say the title of the movie. 
Rebel moon. It's a rebel moon. Yes. It's a rebel. It's a rebel. Where the rebels moon. are. They're all on the moon. They're all on that moon. Well, serious. Just some rebels are on that moon. Okay. So, what's the name of our heroine? Who's who's our main actress? What is what is her character? Cora. Cora used to be a part of the rebel. No, she, <laughs> sorry. She used to be a part of the of, empire. Part of the, the mother world. Mother world mother, empire. Mother world. So. The, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I do, but then people also, you know, Star Wars stole from Buck Rogers. I don't want to be this way, but I have to. Um, so Cora, I, I I like her backstory more than her rest of her journey because, my God, she is flat. Um, God, this I'm, is not I'm a good actress. That thinks that. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, keep going. She's a bad actress. Um I liked her story, right? Because I like to see the scenes of her, you know. And Cora, the main woman who is living on this rebel moon, if you will, who was with a bunch of farmers, who's hiding amongst these farmers. Her backstory that we find out in the middle of the movie, but we're telling it now, is that her planet was destroyed by the mother world. And this evil general, general, sorry, Thanos, <laughs> if you will, because that's straight from that scene, right? And what the scene I'm talking about is, picture this, Thanos, the evil, evil head general guy, finds a little girl and 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 not to kill her, decides to embrace her and train her as his own assassin. Mm -hmm. That's, that's Thanos, right? Yep. Okay. So she gets trained. She forgets all about her home world. And she's like one of the top, like mercenary assassin, like she's just a awesome soldier yeah and she had a love interest he died in battle we find out that the king of queen had a daughter and she was supposed to bring balance to the force this is true right this is what yeah. it's true she was supposed to bring balance to the force so cora uh was there to um she was her bodyguard but along with the king and queen allegedly um the skywalker kid Gets killed allegedly. Nobody, no death, though. We don't know this for a fact. What's Skywalker right? you talking about? The daughter. Oh, the yes. daughter of the king and queen who was going to bring balance to the force. Yeah, Korra, Korra, yeah. They say, these, they, say that, that, uh, they say that Korra was that girl's bodyguard, but we never saw the daughter's body, so we don't I, know if she actually is dead or not. Yeah, I'm sure we'll hear more about it in part two. Right. I'm sorry, I'm rambling. Cora, the main girl, our star, after the assassination, travels, becomes a nomad, and now she's farming on this planet, which is a bunch of Vikings, right? I mean, that's what these people kind of remind me, especially the leader. I was like, oh, he should he should be in the show Vikings, not should be in this movie. Um, are you rolling your eyes at this, I uh, used to be a part of the, Empire. I mean, it's, it's it's Finn's story, right? So, are you with it? Or are you against it at this point? Where where are you at before the bad guys come? I don't mind the story of the forgotten elite warrior or the the renegade gone rogue, um, you know, person who's trying to change a heart. They they realize that what they're doing is not what what they are meant to be doing that they were brought into a life that is not theirs and they rebel 
and they choose something. I We've heard this story many, many times, whether it be sure. in space, whether it be in a cave, underwater, where, wherever. We, we've seen this story many times. So, yeah, am I kind of rolling at this part? A little bit, just because, again, we, we've seen so many similar types to this. It's just the start of a hero's journey, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, it's mm-hmm. the same part. The, the person who is inevitably going to be the chosen one and has all the powers and the skills, yada, yada, yada. Okay, listen, I'm, I, I'm there. Yeah, I, I, know, I know what that book looks like. Keep going. Maybe you can sell me a little bit more on it. Right. And it really didn't continue to, to do that. The farmers kind of bothered me a, a little bit. I, I understand, though, maybe it's just the action. Maybe it's just the execution. Or maybe it's just the, the guy, Gunner, uh, himself, who seems like he's got something to hide. There's a lot of people that just say, these people look like farmers. But Cora brought up a good point, because as they're on this farm, the Empire, if we want to call them that, comes to do their conquering. Just as they normally would. They're just they're just doing their thing, and so they come down on this moon, and they say, hey, we're military, and we want your food to feed our numbers. And these farmers feel like they can appeal to the human, human, uh, the human part of them, and try to make a bargain with them, right? Which mm-hmm. ends up in the death of their leader, who was what the wasp and Ant Man, <laughs> or no, the, the the yellow jacket. I'm sorry. Yeah, that was him, wasn't it? Yeah, I know him from House of Cards. Anyway, he gets killed, and even. After he gets killed, the farmers were still trying to think, oh, well, if we give him a deal that's too good to confuse or to refuse, then they will work with us. Mm-hmm. I liked that Cora had the common sense. Like, no, they killed your leader in front of you. There's no negotiations here. This is a conquering uh, class. They're going to come over and they will not care. And they leave troops on that moon to facilitate this takeover a bit more, the slow burn takeover. And this is where it gets picked up, the move a bit more just because the soldiers aren't playing nice. They're starting to get a little handsy with one of the farmer, one of the, uh, the handmaidens there, and a little bit too, starting to get dangerous, in which Corey has to come in and save the girl ends up killing them and once you do that there's no going back she's like hey it was either us or them you guys need to know that you need to fight because they're not going to let you do anything else right you need to fight so, back. so I, i'm on i'm bored with this part okay good good we we've already kicked this jump start this a, a bit more in now there's there's principle here now you have this this person who is a warrior showing these people the way a bit more. But now we have this side quest of Korra trying to say, well, we need more people. Let's go try to recruit more. Okay, so... This is what uh, this movie was, right? Right, it was a recruitment movie. I didn't know it was going to turn into that. So, right, two things. The soldiers uh, that are left behind, they... Uh, introduce C-3PO, this lovable robot who they make a comment, and I didn't and and I didn't uh, rewind it, but something about how these things were like killer androids, if you will. But then it was programmed to be uh, as cuddly as a puppy. Robocop two reference, 
and um, he doesn't come back until the end, which I was upset about because I actually dug this robot. Um, yeah, the uh, warbot reprogrammed for yeah. utility. Right. Um, I, I just want to say this because oh, it's it's by annoying. Way, voiced by Anthony Hopkins. Go ahead. Is that who that is? Yes. The robot's Anthony Hopkins. The robot Jimmy is Anthony Hopkins. Not, I didn't know that. Um, I saw him in the credits. I was like, is is he just the voice? Anyway, um, I find it annoying when the bad soldiers come to the town in all these movies, and the first thing they do is get a good old fashioned gangbang. I hate that. Yeah, we see that a I lot. Mean, whether it be this yeah. or like colonial soldiers or like even pirates. Right. Hey, it's, it's, Carmen, can I get a drink? <laughs> Sit on my lap. It's like, jeez. Yeah, I mean, like regardless, like it's what I mean by that is. I'm not trying to mask that these things did happen or continue to happen. What I'm saying is that the only way that you as a filmmaker are telling us that these soldiers are bad guys is by the gangbang, meaning that they steal a woman and they try to rape her. Mm -hmm. That's your only, only thing. Like maybe some soldiers are good. We get one soldier that's kind of like standing up against them going, I don't know about that. Right. But it's like, it's, it's why, I mean, Give me something else, right? Have them go to the local pub and order drinks and then say, we're not paying for this tab. Okay, you know, do that. Why go for the rape? It just annoys me. It's like, come up with something more clever than that. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah, to, if you're going to be a, a threat in these guys doing that, I would think that maybe just slowly having them take over rather than it just being them. Just the violation of just a complete, you know, what's that? Uh, oh, what's that Michael J. Fox movie? Casualties of War. It's like, what is this trying to be? Casualty of War? Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, it's just come on. Um, and then of course, none of the uh, none of the townsfolk come in to help save the day with their pitchforks until the robot and Cora do all the guys in right, kill yeah. all the guys. Like, hey, get your hands off of her, you damn dirty ape! You know. And, yeah, I'm doing a lot of references tonight, aren't I? That's what all this movie is. Right. So then Cora gets the one dude. Who, who's the dude that goes with her? The dude that pretty much got the leader killed. Gunner is his name. Gunner. And he was Gunner. from Haunting a Hill House, right? Uh, he looks familiar as heck. Yeah, he he was definitely well he's he was in game of thrones i know you don't you didn't watch that show at all right 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 yeah, yeah. he was in the haunting of hill house he played one of the siblings okay okay the elder um, sibling i believe i don't trust gunner Neither he has I. this look he has this look you know that he knows something that we don't know yet um but gunner i actually blame for the death of the death of the uh, the viking leader right because yeah, the viking leader is like hey we don't have anything we don't have nothing like we're just petty farmers why are you worrying about us go to the city go to most Eisley down the road <laughs> that's where they go <laughs> i'm sorry you're this right. is all episode this is all episode um if you're a super nerd like eric and i people that are listening you'll get some of these if not all of these jokes if you're not i'm sorry um but yeah, so then he's like, no, wait a minute. Gunner says, we do have uh, a surplus that we could do. So then Darth Vader, this this guy, what's the guy's name? Atticus Noble. Atticus, Atticus Noble, who has a weird tentacle scene that I want to talk about. 
don't uh, want to talk about how how we're in the space future or whatever, and this guy's wearing a tie. He's a button down a tie. This look, we're in space future, and this guy is a Nazi. Tell me, he's not. He looks like Mr. Smith. What are you talking he about? He look. No, this guy looks like a Nazi. Well, he, he has, does, a, he he has does a tie. Later, he does later no. on. Yes. Later on, he looks like Mr. Smith. In the beginning of this movie, he has the Nazi garb, man. He has the long coat. He has the fancy hat. This guy shows up to the village looking straight up Adolf. And I'm like, oh, okay. These are Nazis. Another Star Wars thing. He's got like a golden femur as a weapon or something. It's like he has a club, right? So Gunner. It looked like a bone, but yeah. Yeah, like. A a blunt object, yes. He he killed it from, I don't know. No, no, you're. I was going to do a Star Wars reference. Um, But anyway, so yes, this movie turns out. Oh, I was going to say the Abominable Snowman, but um, whatever that one's called. Yeah. So, oh, no, a Rancor bone. That would be better. A Rancor hey, bone. there you go. Mm. The same bone that uh, Luke used to pry the jaws open. <laughs> so now this movie turns into a we got to get our band of soldiers together. May I ask a question before we get into the nuts and bolts of everything? I didn't know we weren't already in the nuts and bolts, but go ahead. Well, I mean, the rest of the plot. But we see from the clouds, right, this giant spaceship, mm-hmm. right? Korra, who knows, who used to fight for these people, says, we need to go find soldiers to help us fight against them. Couldn't they just press a little button and just wipe everything out from the spaceship above? I yeah, I always thought that. Thank you, Jordan. It was okay. this any type of sort of weird alien conquer movie. I, I it always baffled me that these people have clearly superior technology, and yet they still prefer boots on the ground and pew pew lasers. It it always it, a lot of these movies. You know what was another one that did? Cowboys and Aliens. Oh yeah, that's a bad one. Yeah, it's just like, why even entertain the idea, aliens? Just, you have the means to just completely neutralize everything. It really bothered me. You know what, actually, who did it well was Star Trek, when they would camouflage. And that's how you do it. You hide hide in plain sight. So are you telling me that Independence Day got it right? Yes and no, because, again, they have the technology clearly to wipe out a huge area. They did. Right? They and, did. And they did. Their whole motivation was just to kill and dominate and just go from planet to planet and just conquer. And I, and I get that type of thing. But if you have a mothership like that, can't, can't you just take like 100 something, 500 something of those ships, just go into like the stratosphere? Don't have to, you don't have to go right down. You could just do it from a distance. There's so many different ways. I agree with you completely, though. Yeah, okay. If, if, That's what I'm the, getting at, because I didn't understand this. If the goal is just to to, to kill and conquer, then why go through all this? They must be searching for something, and that's what that may be what it is. I don't think it's to kill and conquer. I, I think it's just fear tactics and being bullies. Um, but I'm sorry, what's the Darth Vader name again? Atticus. Atticus. Couldn't Atticus, last little tidbit, couldn't he just, like— Say, could he just get on his little ship, go
go up to the mothership that's floating over the village, like the farm village, and just say to like the commander, "Hey, they're being jerks. Press the red button." And then, pew, <laughs> done. <laughs> you know, mini nuke, done. Because we see that towards the end of the movie. Yeah, I, I again in this movie too, which really always um, is the thing. Zach, answer me this, fan of the show. I know you, you're listening right now. If you're introducing all these different types of weapons, whether they, they're not lightsabers or like heat swords or something like that. And, sure. you know, then, then why why are we still using guns? Right. Well, I mean, like, they're laser guns, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, never mind. Yep. They're laser guns. Yep. The lasers go through you. They have a burn, like in Star Wars and Star Trek. It's fine. And some people live, some people don't. It depends on so, yeah. who got yeah. shot where, obviously. Right, obviously, yes. So that's my grip. Okay, so now this is becoming the Band of Warriors. Korra and Gunner go to Mos Eisley, which is another small little city outside of the farm. And this is where they meet a scruffy nerf herder uh, dude Kai. from Kai, who is from um, 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 uh, Sons of Anarchy, I believe, right? Charlie Hunnam. Right. And this is where you meet a fat homosexual, not homosexual alien. Because they're not the same species. What I mean by that is why I say that, folks, if you haven't seen this, what the movie yet, is they go to a bar. Gunner and Cora go to a bar, and there's all these different kinds of space creatures, just like in A New Hope, right? Yeah, the cantina. And they go and they order a drink, and they have a drink, and then this really big fat – it's a guy in a suit. It's like a humanoid alien, right? And he comes up and he says, how much to Corey? He says, how much for this guy? You know, I want to take him upstairs. And she's like, he's not for sale. Leave us alone. And then this humanoid alien grabs Gunner's genitals. And, right? He does. He does. Yeah. And I'm like, whoa, what kind of movie is this? Right? And then they beat him up. And then this guy brings back his goons and we get a nice little shootout and the scruffy nerf herder helps save the day. Right. Like Zach was trying to do opposite cantina instead of the heroes going to the bar and someone goes, he doesn't like you. I don't like you either. It's going to be, Hey, he likes you. And I really like you. Yeah, dude, that was weird. Like I just not uncomfortable, weird, like just like pay a for your company. Yes. Because there were two scenes in this movie about sexuality that just made me scratch my head. Because the, one of the things that I brought to my wife about this uh, humanoid gay alien, I guess, is that it's not homosexuality because they're not the same species, right? We, we don't know. But listen, this is not— They're not the same species. I, I'm not going to answer that question, Jordan. This is coming from a person who we reviewed earlier where alien zombies had sex and produced— a, a baby alien zombie yes. in Army yes. of the Dead. Thank you, Zach, for, for putting that image into everyone's head and not giving any answer to that. He did it twice. Remember, he did that in Dawn of the Dead. Oh, geez. Well, that one was at least explained, right? Someone who's pregnant gets infected with, with that, okay. and then the Kai Fiber trying to keep her alive. I understand that. That Army of the Dead okay. one, all right. We're going back anyway, to Snyder's stuff. So, um, Scruffy Nerfurter, right? That's who this guy is, right? This guy's Han Solo. It is now. Right. Um, tell me he's not. Tell me that this blonde, good-looking guy is not Han Solo, right? Yeah. He right. has the ship. They meet him at the cantina. We go. And now we're going to go to a mining, not a planet. Do they go to another planet? Yeah. Okay. 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 Another so they moon, go maybe? to maybe another rebel moon. <laughs> they go to another rebel moon. 
and they land on this like you know mining planet and then Zack Snyder after he took his son down from the ceiling do you get the joke yeah yeah I hope you did because he put anyone takes his son down the ceiling and he goes you know what I'm writing this Rebel Moon story and I want to do it's dark it's dark um oh wow I'm going to sleep tonight. What is... Oh, shoot, dude. You're going to make fun of me so bad. What is the famous movie from the 70s where you have Medusa at the end? The the Perseus? Yeah. Is that... That's... You know what I'm uh, talking yeah. about. Yeah. Is it... Uh, that's not Jason and the Argonauts. Um, no, it's something else. Clash of the Titans. Clash of the Titans, right? Yeah. So he's like, hey, remember Clash of the Titans when we had Medusa? Let's do that, but half woman, half spider. So he goes to this mining thing and he meets this Asian woman and this Asian woman's like queen or like just knows the area mm-hmm. and the band of misfit toys are like, Hey, you, you're a great soldier. We're going to, we need your help. And she's like, hold on. I got to do something else. And then she goes into this like air, like this big, I don't know, like this, I don't know what you want to call it. <laughs> she goes into this thing and there's webs everywhere and this spider's coming down, carrying a child, like this woman spider. I don't understand this conflict. So this half spider, half woman, this was her planet before the miners came? Yeah, yeah, it's a side quest, basically. Right, it's a side quest, yeah, it's a side quest from Diablo 4. Yeah. Um, she. This was her planet... And because of all the pollution, she can't have children, the spider woman. So she, in return, is going to eat everybody else's children. It's a revenge, yeah. Question. She's huge. There's no, I don't know, small vents that she can fit into. How is she stealing these children? Do these? I mean, these are questions that I think about necessarily that you do. But do the children sleep in bed and then she hum a little something? Right. Um, did you roll your eyes? I did roll my eyes on this half. The woman. entire movie, Jordan. My eyes hurt. I, I know, but for this part, I mean, like, it was it like, was it a Clash of the Titans? Like, was this was this them getting Medusa's head? Like, that's what <laughs> no, this. What this is? These are clear pawn baddies in here to highlight how badass the new recruits they are going to get. Are. Okay. So, because they had that, uh, the one nemesis is her is her name. It, she's a double swords. Uh, right, lady. and the one that killed the spider. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, you have these easily defeatable bad guys who are there only to display the power of the heroes in how cool and awesome they are. It's it was cool fighting. Not a cool, not a new concept. We've seen it many a time before. So then we go to see uh, a famous general, clearly in the Roman Colosseum, drunk as a skunk with a beard with a shirt off. And my wife goes, oh, that's, and I said, it's not Samuel Jackson. <laughs> she, right, she was like, oh, and I, and I knew exactly what she was going to say. We, we have seen this guy a thousand times, and I never know his name. The character is Titus. The actor is uh, Dijon Hanshu, Hanso. Uh, you have seen him, everybody. He was, seen him. Uh, he was uh, came on the map because of Amistad, but he's been in many other things. 
Was he the main dude in Amistad? He was, yes, wasn't he? Was, he? he was the main. Yeah, he was the main dude. So he's this general that's, uh, that is a drunkard that doesn't fight anymore because he sent all of his soldiers to battle and they all died. And now he doesn't want to live anymore because his soldiers die. So this is his redemption story. Mm-hmm. And then we go to one more group. We go to Squid Planet, right? I, I don't know. What are these things? I don't know. But they meet this Squid King. Um, they go to Gungans. That's where they go. <laughs> and I mean, I'm seriously, dude. This you, you dude, missed the you missed the um, the guy who lost his shirt. He had the eight pack. Turok. Oh yeah, I completely dinosaur. forgot about that guy's forgettable. His name's Tarek, so, by the way. Okay, so he's, he's a beast tamer, and he's blacksmithing to work off of a debt. And I I have to stay here to work off a debt. And then the owner comes in, and is like, oh yeah, well you can go if you just. Tame that beast right there, in which he does very easily in slow mo after slow mo after slow mo. I'm going to call him Turok because of the game. As you should. And um, I thought nothing more than Avatar. Yep. This guy had to tame because remember, we reviewed Avatar 2 this past summer. And I've never seen the first Avatar. So we watched that to prepare. Remember all that? Yep. And I was like, oh, this is Avatar. This guy this has to tame this mythical wild beast. I skipped over him because I completely forgot about him until you said something. Yeah, he's... Uh, he's very forgettable. What? That, that Those washboard abs, man? You forgot about him, too. I dream about those abs. They looked... <laughs> Fantastic. He, this man obviously has not had a drink of water for weeks. He's been dehydrating right. himself for this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I love how they go to the guy, like his owner, if you will. Like they go to Watu, right? And they're like, <laughs> they're just like, hey, we need this. We need this. We need this guy. And then Watu is like, if he can win the pod race, then he may be set free, you know? And. That's exactly what this was. I'm sorry. This is me all night. You don't need to apologize for any of this. And because, this, this again, is they me do all... all of this just boom, 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 boom. And then after all this, then they use, they recruit more. They get, oh, the, the brother and the sister. Uh, That's Army. what I was going to go to. That's what I was going to, right? So they go to the squid planet. They go to Gungans. And they talk to the king. And the king's like, oh, I'm going to summon these Native Americans. Because that's what these people are. I mean, that's, that's who they are, right? They're, they're Native. And this brother and sister have this rebellion, and they're they're like, hey, my sister's not going to fight with these people, but I will. Who will join me? And then, like, I don't know, like 10 people go. Yeah. And, of course, the first thing I say to myself is, oh, more bodies. This is going to be perfect. Yeah. A lot of death, right? Mm-hmm. So now the end happens, and the end's, the end's going to go a while. I'm sorry. I'm, shoot. I want to talk about this before I get into the end. I'm so sorry. Uh, remember how I told you when we talked about uh, the gay alien? Yeah. Um, and then I said there was two scenes that were really sexualized. I don't understand. What was with Darth Vader getting raped by tentacles? That's how I, I'm assuming that no. the Empire. What? What do you mean? What? No, that's they're like. That's his. That's his sex slave, dude. It's like the bio chamber thing. No, dude. To... What do you mean? Go ahead. No, oh, okay, okay, I'm gonna paint the scene, right? He 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 he's in this chair and he does like some sort of a drug. 
right? There's, yeah. He's like connects him to some sort of drug. And you can tell some, that he's got marks, hickeys all over him. He has, he, has, he has hickeys all over him, right? But he has this one like matrix plug thing on his skin that gives him a drug, right? Mm-hmm. Dude walks in, starts talking to him. He's like, man, you destroyed my drug, right? But he didn't really say that. But, you know, he starts talking to him. And then he's walking with his shirt off towards these tentacles. And when he gets closer to these tentacles, always see your tentacles. And he gets closer to it, and they start wrapping themselves, these tentacles around him a little sensually. And then one kind of bites him, you know, like kind of like bites the nipple. And he goes, oh, you know, like uh-huh. that kind of, right? And then and then the scene cuts. I'm like, is this guy getting buttfucked by tentacles? No. I'm sorry I said that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's because at the end, to spoil it, when he dies but doesn't die and gets rejuvenated, we find that he's like an android no, dude, come on. What do you mean? Why are you telling me come on? You tell Zack Snyder come on. No, I am telling Snyder come on because these are living tentacles that are doing sexual acts to this guy. They're obviously like siphoning out the old and, and giving the, All right. the new. Maybe, maybe I saw something I did. No, no, okay, you're right because it's like, well, why would that happen? But then we see at the end when Korra kills Atticus and, he, and she, you know, Boom, hit, shoot, stab, all this other stuff as heroes do. And then he falls off the ledge in a very cliche way. And as soon as he does, everyone, classic movie guys, they're like, oh, he's he's still alive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My wife called it out. She goes, no body, no death. No body, no death. Um, so they pick him up and then they do the whole Matrix right. thing all over right. again. Okay, I'm sorry. Maybe I was. Maybe I saw two different things. So I'm just like, huh, that was weird. But no, going if, back to the end. If it was sexual, it might have been a better story there, Jordan. It was interesting because I'm just like, okay, all right, Zach, what are you trying to say? Uh, but, okay, so now we get the end, right? So they're going to go back to the um, farm, right? We got all of our recruits ready to go. This this band of rebels, if you were, this band of misfits, somehow are going to destroy Motherland ship and General Zod there. Uh, it's not happening. It's not going to happen to get there. But then the scruffy nerf herder, right, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. says, hey, I got to make a stop. I have changed my ways and we got to make a stop so that I can pay back a debt. Mm-hmm. And right there, as soon as he says, I was like, oh, well, don't trust this guy. Don't do that. This guy's going to betray you. That's exactly what's going to happen. Yep. And she's like. Yeah, okay, yeah, we could so do that. We could so stop at a random planet, not a big deal, yeah. and we can uh, pay off your debt. And <laughs> they get to the planet, and of course, of course, you know, it was an ambush. And then they actually have a cool thing that I will say is kind of cool, right? To kind of like, uh, to kind of like subdued, like bad, like bad guys, right? Yeah. Pyre does. They have like this walking s- spider thing. That it raises up, kind of looks like one of those sculptures from Beetlejuice. Thank you. Yes, you're right on. Okay. Right on it, Jordan. Okay. And then like it traps them and it, like paralyzes them, and they have this gun that goes into the back, and it's you know paralyzes them, and, you know blah blah. The the Matrix part where you can yeah just kind of sever the right. the stem there. Right. Um, I spilled my beer. That's <laughs> such a soup. Um, but anyway. So, um, of course, you know, the, uh, of course the guy's like, Hey, we got to go back to help. He's the one that betrays them. And then somehow they escape. I don't, how do they, how do they escape? 
doesn't matter. They escape. Or it doesn't matter. And then you know the brother of the Native American group is you know spraying his mouth full of you know silver spray paint to go you know and jump you know slow mo. Mahala. You know (laughs) that's exactly what that was from. Yes, he makes the ultimate sacrifice. Right, and then yeah, and then your gripes, right? Like, why is this bad guy wearing a, a suit and tie? Well, the white shirt and tie in this future gets into a fight with Cora, right? On a platform, we get the slow mo of the teeth getting knocked out. You know, dude falls. My wife says, "What's the movie guy rule? No body, no death." And I was like, "What? You think he's gonna live?" And she's like, "Yeah," and he did. You know, he comes back. And this is where we think in the movie. I was like, oh, he's Darth Vader, right? Hmm. This is where he's going to get, like, medical, like, like, like not medical. This is where you get, like, mechanical stuff with yeah. him. I mean, this is this is the moment, right? Yeah. No, the they just, part, yeah. no, what they do is they put him to another dimension to the actual general who's. No, they plug him into the Matrix while they're getting repaired. Is and that what that was? That's what I, what I took from it. And he talks to his superior. And he says, hey, guess who I found in my conquering? I found your daughter. And the leader was just like, yeah, well, you think that's what I wanted? I wanted you to do this instead. And right. dismisses him and says, you know, don't talk to me until you've done your mission type of thing. And sends him back to reality with a new robotic body. And, yeah, it's almost like he's been cloned like kind of like sixth day type of thing where Atticus's person has been saved into the the mainframe if you will and every time he dies they just throw in a new body and, and, and don't you know in this sixth day that it's a clone by either like like a like something behind the, the ears like in the eye the yeah eyes, the yeah. sixth day because the eye so I was waiting for that to happen so yeah they didn't have the Darth Vader moment right the end was like crazy chaotic um like I said, like the Native American guy died and I didn't want him to die because I was like, well. Listen, when that guy died and then the sister did, this movie's so cliche and this is why I was on one. And no! And she screams and then suddenly now she can, now she's hyper accurate with all of her shots now. Like that's what it's I mean, like. I mean, I mean, Eric, I mean, let's be honest. If you and I were in battle and you got your head blown off, I would probably scream no to the heavens and then you know, shoot some people. Uh, yeah, well, that'd be a good way for me to get shot because I'd turn around to screaming. Ah, it's like, oh, well, we know where he is now because he's screaming right there. And, <laughs> and now he's just, yeah, he's now taken out of his cover and completely exposed himself trying to shoot us. And, and right. geez, there's so many times here, too, where, like, Cora is, like, screaming and she's she's and she's running towards Atticus. And it's like, there's, there's a whole army of people just shooting around you and they are just missing everything what well, stormtroopers miss I, I don't even they were told to miss these people just suck it is it, it, and you're <laughs> on like a dock too you're on like a loading dock in this in this right. trading post area it's not like it's not like an open field or anything like that. You, it's it's a channel it, it's a hallway you, shoot shoot yeah. you got you got 25 degrees of you know of a, a, a vision here where you can go from left to right there's not a whole right. lot here you know, there's no one behind you. Like, I, go ahead. Another question is, did the Han Solo guy die? Because Gunner gets him, he puts that, he puts that spike gun under his chin and he shoots. Yeah. So is, I mean, is, is that Han Solo guy dead? 
or is he not? I thought he got out of there. No, dude. Freaking Gunner like puts his arm around him and puts that puts uh, that spike. Oh, Gunner! Arm that's him. right. Gunner killed Kai. Okay, so he did kill him. That is official. That's what we know so far. Okay, well, you're not going to hire that guy to play just a... Okay, whatever. Well, I would think um, that if they brought Atticus back in that way, then they could probably bring Kai back in the same way as well. Yeah, they're going to bring Kai back, right, for part two. So then, uh, you know, we go back to the Rebel Moon, right? We are here, and we're ready to farm, and the crops have grown, and the robot has a crown of thorns. I'm not making that up. Mm-hmm. End of movie. End of and movie. I was like... I was like, that's the end? And I was like, oh, that's right. There's three parts. Which means, Movie Guy World, we're reviewing the sequel in, like, April. Yeah. It, uh, we're going to watch all three of these movies, but I'm, I'm, listen, okay. I'm, I'm ready for it. Hopefully it gets better. But, honestly, it wasn't the story that bothered me. It was the slow-mo, and it was, it was the god-awful acting from these people. Either it was dry as toast, or these people got... I, I, we're acting in a different movie. I don't even understand. It felt like uh, Titus was still playing the same guy from Gladiator. Nice. Yeah, because that's where he got pulled out of. Yeah. He was in a Roman Colosseum, Eric. Yeah, it, it sounds like... And then Kai, Charlie Hunnam, is <laughs> just plays Charlie Hunnam. That's... He plays... The he, same guy. Yeah, he, he might as well just put Owen Wilson in there. Right. Wow. Wow. Right. Popcorn, right? So our popcorn rating. I'm going to – you're going to fight me on this one. Uh, I'm actually going to give this one a medium. Okay. The reason why I give it a medium is because I forgive the slow-mo because I disagree with you. I feel that there's more slow-mo in uh, 300. I don't think it was overindulged. This movie shocked me because I thought it was going to take me three to four days to watch it, and I watched it in two. I mean, there is stuff here, right, for the RPG fans of the world, right? You got to go here to do this quest, to kill this boss, to do this. I mean, it hit the beats. This is better than Army of the Dead, which I trashed. Not Army of the Dead. Yeah, Army of the Dead. Mm -hmm. This is better than that movie. I mean, it's, it's why I give it a medium because I don't, personally think it's as bad as people think it is if you are a sci-fi fan you know give it a watch if you like sci-fi if you like dune you like this you know like it's 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 true. your it yeah it is it's your it's your, I love it's your dune. i do not like this it's your poor man's dune it's your dune for dummies it's your frat boy dune no you know what i mean is, it's, this is it's dune for 13 year olds who couldn't understand right. dune Right. So, like, it did its job, right? Like, it's fine. I'm not going to give it a small. I'm not going to give it a no bag. I was disappointed in a few things. But I can say that I'm at least interested to see what the sequel is going to do. Now, maybe when we do the sequel, it's going to be a no bag or a bag of kernels. But right now, this one, I have seen worse. Okay. You have seen worse, too. In this genre. You've seen worse. I'm still going to give this a no a no bag for a now. A no bag? For, for now. And I'll, I'll tell you why. Okay. I, okay. I, I will tell everybody that when we see parts two and three, I could totally change everything. I understand okay. that completely. I'm willing 
I want to actually be convinced of something else. But from what I saw, this movie felt like Zack Snyder was appealing to a teenage boy. And this movie felt like the opening of, of a video game. This okay. movie was the cinematics of, of, of a video game. That's all it was. Okay. I, that's what I feel like this what this was. And I just, I just didn't like the way that it ended with the pan out of the six heroes on the ledge looking down going, Wilp, I guess this is, you know, this, this, that thing. I, I just, I wanted more. I felt like there was a lot of opportunity for them to do a lot more. In these characters, there's little to no arc in any of them. We don't know anything about them and they are easily able to accomplish any obstacle that goes for them. I, I just, I'm just not with this movie yet. I'm okay. not sold on it. I don't see any appeal to this. If this was a series, this might have a bit more time. Give me a 10 episode series on that. That's great. So we can maybe focus a bit more on these characters. But you threw these characters at us real fast. You threw this story at us real fast. You didn't give us time to have any dialogue as to what is going on, you just went straight into the action and said, screw it. Here comes the swords, here comes the guns. We don't need to ask questions. Bang, bang, pop, pop, fizz, fizz, wrap it up, roll credits, see a part two. I'm not, I'm just let down. Maybe my expectations were too high in the movie or maybe I've just seen too many sci-fi movies to where we're comparing this to everything else. It This just didn't, this wasn't the movie that I thought it was going to be. This movie is exactly what I thought it was going to be, and that's why I think I'm in, I'm the way I am. I think that Zack Snyder has some low beats, right? I mean, what was what was the blunder after 300 that he made that was like a, a sucker punch? Okay. He made sucker punch, which was terrible, in my opinion. And Army of the Dead is terrible, and I don't care what the fanboy said. Snyder cut. No, it's it's still a douchey film. My uh, opinion. Yeah. Right. So I press play going, give me something better than what you have done. And in my opinion, he has given me better than Snyder Cut, than Army of the Dead. Like, he is not Watchmen territory, but he's at least Dawn of the Dead territory. And I like that Dawn of the Dead remake. It's stupid. You shut your brain off, eat some popcorn. You know what I mean? So that's where this movie is for me. It's like, just shut your brain off. Have some sci-fi. You've seen it before. You've had fun watching it. Hey, look at that guy with the washboard abs. He's taming a beast. <laughs> you know, I mean, junk food. Totally. And sometimes junk food is fine. And maybe, you know what, and, and right again with you to repeat it, when we get two and three, I hope that I can change my beat and be like, okay, now I get it. It took me a right. while, and now I'm on board. Until then, we'll see. if this movie, from what I see... I, yeah, um, I have to only it to go off of. Fine. Yeah, fair enough. Well, medium for me. This is for the first time in a long time, Eric, that you and I have been completely opposite, right? Um, mm -hmm. You know, yeah, I say medium. You say no bag. Wow, you can't get any more opposite than that. Yeah, I, I uh, really just. Um, but I went in turn in my brain. Yeah. I just went in and went, okay, let's get stupid. And I got, you know, and I got silly. I got the stanky leg going. I was doing the Dougie. You know, just just like God, this is stupid, and I'm enjoying stupidity. Once in a while, you gotta watch it. But that concludes our episode review of Rebel Moon. Eric, thanks so much for joining me. 
And uh, make sure to check us out at MovieGuysPodcast at Podbay.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. We are on, of course. And we'll be back next Thursday, like always, for another awesome episode. Have a good night. Yeah, um, so you know how the running joke is that my wife and I, nobody understands why we're married because there's nothing that we agree on ever. Mm-hmm. Meaning that we just see the world differently, but we still love each other. Opposites attract. Opposites attract. She loves Pepsi and I love Coke. Mm-hmm. Right? Again, just as simple as that. And Riley had her first taste of uh, caramel soda, right? Oh, okay. And she tried mom's Pepsi and she didn't like it. But she tried Dad's Coke, and she likes Dad's Coke. Oh. Jokes on Gina. There was whiskey in the Coke. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but you know what I find this funny about parents? And okay. I didn't realize this when I was a kid. But I, I realized this when I was a parent. My wife does the same thing. Right? I would say, Mom, can I have a soda? Now, we don't. She says pop. But we don't give Riley pop, right? I mean, she probably has pop twice a month, maybe. You know what okay. I mean? Like, it's yeah. not a thing. It's a treat. It's a dessert. Yeah, yeah. She goes, yes, but you only have Sprite, honey. Not Sprite Zero, not, you know, something. Just Sprite. And I say to Gina, why not give her a Coke or a Pepsi? And she goes, well, well, because there's no caffeine. And I said, oh, okay. And then I look at the Sprite can, and it's like 80% sugar. Yeah, same with root beer. And I'm like, wait a minute. That doesn't make any sense, Right. And then I thought about it when I was a kid. I don't know if your parents did the same thing. For for a period of time, I was only allowed to drink clear soda, Seven Up Sprite, because that was better for you. <laughs> yeah, we we were a Barks, we were a Barks root beer uh, kind of house. No, I I, I get you because you you wanted that. If you if you had those Pepsi cans, those those Coca Cola cans, the name yeah. you know, Mountain Dew, dare I say, mm-hmm. you bring those to school, you're a cool kid in town, baby. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I started drinking the hardcore stuff uh, when Phantom of the Menace came out because they had the cans.